So we see in our gospel Jesus calling his apostles and preparing to send them out into a world where people are under the power of Satan and sin. And he sends them out to do what? To do exactly what they have seen him do in town after town after town. To proclaim that the kingdom of God is at hand and therefore to preach repentance and the forgiveness of sins, to drive out demons, and to cure the sick. And these apostles know that they have no power to do any of these things. And so Jesus gives to his church his own power and authority to do this work. It is still Jesus acting, but now acting through all those whom he calls to participate in this apostolic ministry. There's a beautiful line from Saint Leo the Great that I just love. He says, all that we see Jesus doing in the Gospels has now transferred over into the sacramental life of the church. And this is something that I have grown in gratitude and appreciation for is the sacraments of the Catholic faith. And each one of them is a clear revelation of the desire of the Lord to encounter us, to encounter you and me in these tangible ways that communicate grace for salvation. We just baptized a little child yesterday. Her name is Emma, cuter than a bug's ear. And we baptized her yesterday. And through those visible signs of oil, water, candle, minister, prayers, through these visible signs, they revealed the fruits of this child's encounter with God in that baptism where her soul was cleansed of original sin. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. She was given a living faith and she was adopted into God's family and given her true and only identity as a daughter of God which will therefore protect her from the confusion identity that is creating so much misery in our culture. 
where people are looking for their identity in what they do and in the things of this world. So many people don't know who they are, and yet they are daughters and sons of God, and they don't need to look any further. And so Jesus said to the apostles, go, baptize all nations in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And Jesus wants to nourish this new life that we have received in baptism. And so he wants to encounter us in our deepest hungers and thirsts. And he becomes our spiritual food, giving us his body as bread, giving us his precious blood as our spiritual drink. And so he says to his apostles, do this in memory of me. And then we see in the gospel that Jesus wants to encounter us in any of the ways that Satan has found a foothold and brought us under his power. He wants to encounter us in our struggles with sin and any areas of bondage where Satan has power over our life. And so he said to his apostles, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. I love the sacrament of confession. Just as Jesus encountered sinners on the roads of Galilee, of Jerusalem, and the Decapolis, he now wants to encounter us. And as he said with a human voice to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven. He still wants to use a human voice. Now he uses mine and that of other priests to say, I absolve you from your sins. I want to add something else because of the times in which we live, where so many people unknowingly are opening doors and windows to Satan by dabbling in the occult. When you and I go to our next confession, if we remember anything that we may have done, even if it was in ignorance and curiosity, if we have, for example, played with a Ouija board or used tarot cards, if we have attended a seance or sought the advice of a medium, if we have practiced transcendental meditation or any of these kinds of cultish things, bring that to the priest in your next confession. Because this power and authority that we see of Christ in the gospel, he's given that to his priests to bind Satan and to drive him out. We do not want to invite the devil into our life. We want to drive him out. And this is so important. And then we see what in this gospel? Jesus sends them out 
to anoint the sick with oil in order to cure them. Another sacrament. And that the church understood this in that way, it's confirmed in this beautiful passage from the letter of St. James. What does James say to the Christians of his time? If there is anyone sick among you, let them send for the priests of the church and let the priests pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And this prayer of faith will save the sick person and the Lord will raise them up. And if they have committed any sins, their sins will be forgiven. This is why I like to say to people, if they have one of those 911 crises, after they call 911, the second call should be the parish priest. So the priest can be there to bring this powerful grace of Jesus Christ to us and our loved ones. This used to be done only at the hour of death, but the church has understood that it's intended for anyone whose health is compromised by sickness or the frailty of years. Even for those getting an operation can be anointed beforehand. I have seen in my 14 years as a priest, I have seen people healed by this sacrament. And in cases where the healing did not happen, I've seen God give graces to bear the illness for a redemptive purpose for themselves and for the sake of the church. My dear friends, if we are going to launch together wholeheartedly and with joy in a path of evangelization, we need to remain free of sin and Satan. And therefore, we need to generously open our lives to the grace of these sacraments. What we see in the life of Christ has passed over into the sacramental life of the church. God wants to encounter us, and these encounters are salvation. Amen.